this is Danny Lou coming at you with the Slow Traveling Soul Sister Podcast. Travel nourishes the soul and broadens the mind, but solo travel frees our imagination and builds our confidence. Hashtag go, see, do, be. In this episode, I discuss my favorite countries. When I say my favorite countries, it means that I've traveled north, south, east, and west and visited multiple cities, towns, or villages within that country. The common mistake people make is when they say, oh, I love Portugal, when they've only been to Lisbon, or oh my God, I love the USA, when they've only been to New York City or LA, Los Angeles. You can't truly love a country or call it a favorite until you visit it more than one or two places. Any real traveler will tell you that one city does not represent the whole. You can't tell me that Californians and New Yorkers are the same or that New York City is the same as Los Angeles or Beverly Hills. No way. In all countries, the locals will boast to you that their town, city, or area, or region is the best. But they actually want you to travel to other cities and towns within their country or region, just so you can come back and tell them that you agree with them. Some of my favorite countries are, in alphabetical order, Australia. I've been to Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Perth, Tasmania, Adelaide, Brisbane, Uluru or Ayers Rock, and the Great Barrier Reef. Two months was not enough time to go through this wonderful country. Australia is just as large as the continental U.S. That does not include Alaska or Hawaii, but it has less than a tenth of the population. The middle, or most of Australia, is desert and really only inhabitable by the most hardy of folks, the aboriginals, and some of the wildest, craziest looking animals. Most of the population lives along the coastlines. Diverse landscapes and animals are viewable at every turn, but no, I never came across a deadly dangerous insect or snake while I was there. And I was there for two months. A highlight, I could easily say that it was seeing the Sydney Opera House or swimming in the Great Barrier Reef, but honestly, it was seeing a Tasmanian devil in Tasmania. I grew up watching the Bugs Bunny cartoons and Taz was my favorite. 
So when I had the chance to visit, I took it. Don't miss out on Tasmania. It's a mini New Zealand with all of its varied climates and landscapes and exceptional culinary choices. Greece. I've been to Athens and all over the mainland, Mykonos, Delos, Santorini twice, Rhodes, and Crete three times. Crete's my favorite. I've said it a million times that the Greeks knew exactly how to present their country to visitors from land, sea, and air, even before flight had been invented. To see the houses painted white with different color shutters trailing down cliff sides and the temples built on the highest mountains so that the gods would find favor is something to wonder at. The ancient history, the architecture, the games, the, and literature from comedies to drama to mythologies to fables are inherent in all things Greece. Some people head straight to Santorini or Mykonos, but miss all the great things about the mainland, especially Athens, but you know, still further out. Yes, I still have many of the smaller islands to visit or less popular islands to visit, but some of the northern parts of the mainland also intrigue me. And don't miss the Greek olive oil and Greek wines. A highlight, I could easily say that visiting the Parthenon in Athens and walking the same path that the Oracle took to ancient Delphi were tops on my list. But I love mythology as a teen and I wasted no time seeking the Knossos Palace and the paintings of the mythical bull of Crete. Indonesia. I've been to many of the islands in Indonesia, Jakarta and Yogi Jakarta on Java Island, Bali, Lombok, Gili Trawangan of the Gili Islands, and Komodo. None of them are the same. Different tastes and influences and flavors and all good. I spent one month all over this country, but I could spend at least one month in Bali alone and not see everything. A highlight, Bali really does live up to the hype. And visiting the Borobudur Temple at sunrise could definitely compete. But I have always wanted to see the Komodo dragons since I can't even remember. Jordan, the Middle East peacekeeper, respected by all neighboring countries and always willing to step in and broker peace between Israel and all the other Arab nations. It was amazing to see so many sights from the Bible, to place my feet in the Jordan River and to float on the Dead Sea. I've been to Amman, Jerash, Wadi Rum Desert, Petra, Ajlon, Madaba, Mount Nebo, and the baptismal site of Jesus Christ on the Jordan River. I saw so much and absorbed so little in just over a week, even though our tour guide was awesome, that I will definitely spend at least one month in Jordan the next time I visit. A highlight, I'm a huge Indiana Jones movie fan and seeing the treasury of Petra has always been a dream of mine, but I never thought that wetting my feet in the Jordan River would mean so much to me. New Zealand, amazing, for real. Such a diversity of climates and landscapes and tastes and active adventures. Most of the extreme sports like bungee jumping, 
originated in New Zealand. Another great country with warm people, awesome food and wine. I've been to Auckland, Bay of Islands, Rotorua, and Wellington on the North Island, and Picton, Christchurch, Kaikoura, Mount Cook, Arthur's Pass, and Queenstown on the South Island. One month was definitely not enough time to enjoy everything that New Zealand has to offer. A highlight, I can laugh now about freezing my butt off and getting drenched by the thousands of waterfalls of both Milford and Doubtful Sounds. But I've been a Lord of the Rings geek since I was 12 years old. And seeing Hobbiton from the Peter Jackson films was a dream come true. Seychelles, a small island with friendly, big-hearted people. It's an archipelago of 115 islands, but most are uninhabited. I've been all over the main island of Mahe, which is only 60 square miles, and to the capital city, Victoria, which is one of the smallest capital cities in the world. A highlight, I found such peace of mind, body, and soul there on the island. And I made a very good friend. Singapore. Singapore separated from Malaysia on August 9th, 1965, and became an island city-state and basically reinvented itself into a sort of utopian society. Yes, there are rules about spitting in public, but why would you do that or be worried about it? In my opinion, spitting in public is disrespectful to everyone, period. Anyway, Singapore is approximately 280 square miles, so not a lot of ground to cover, but there's always so much to see and do. I want to go back even though I've seen most of it. A highlight, eating a crab as big as my head, seeing how brilliant and beautiful the city is laid out, especially when lit up at night, but standing on the observation deck of the Marina Bay Sands Hotel with an almost 360 degree view of the city and sea was a wonderful experience. South Africa, my ultimate dream, dream, dream trip. As you know, if you listen to episode six of this podcast, absolutely changed my life. I came back a different person, great food, excellent wines, a caring and forgiving people. I've been to Pretoria, Johannesburg, Cape Town, and Durban, plus safaris in Kruger National Park, Sabi Sands, and the KwaZulu Natal region. In, the, in that previous episode, I also mentioned that if I had the chance to know when my last days would be, that I would spend them in Cape Town. The impact was real on my first visit to the motherland, and I felt it deeply. A highlight, it's a tie between going on safari for the first time and visiting Cape Town. Spain, I've been to Barcelona five times, Madrid, Seville, and I lived in Valencia for one month, plus Tenerife twice for one month, and Gran Canaria of the Canary Islands. Spain has some invisible fabric that's woven into my life but I'm drawn to the food, architecture, and warmth of the people. I think I've visited more Spanish-speaking countries around the world than any other. 
the mood, the movements, the flavors draw me in every time. Anyway, I still have so much more to see of this fabulous country. In particular, more of the southern region, Andalasia, and northwestern parts, Basque country and Galicia of the mainland, as I have tasted some of the culinary specialties created there, and they are all on my must-visit list, plus the La Rioja region for the wines, and of course, the Balearic Islands such as Mallorca and Ibiza. If you've listened to some of my earlier episodes, you'll know that I wanted to retire to Barcelona, and I still might do just that in a few years. A highlight, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Gaudi. I was so close to choosing architecture as my profession and seeing most of his fantastical structures throughout Barcelona definitely topped up the city's appeal. Vietnam. Pho is my favorite soup or meal or whatever you want to call it. And I could eat it every day if I had to, even in a hundred degree heat. The people make this nation great. So friendly and curious about black people, but so very respectful. I've been to Ho Chi Minh City, formerly Saigon, Hoi An, Da Nang, Hue, Hanoi, and Ha Long Bay. The French influence in the South is still significantly felt and easily seen with some of the architecture and food options. Anyway, I will revisit Vietnam again. One month just wasn't long enough. A highlight, I could easily say that the Hao Long Bay cruise was my favorite, but it was the unexpected pleasure of visiting Hoi An and walking around ancient town, especially at night. I can't explain it. You'll just have to see it for yourself. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so that should tell you something. Of course, there are notable mentions such as Italy, Portugal, Mauritius, Ghana, and, and Tanzania, but I haven't visited more than two or three places in each country to decide if they will be on my favorites list yet, but they are definitely on my I want to revisit to learn more list. Special note, I felt safe as a solo traveler in all those countries. The only country listed above that I did not do solo was Jordan. But even with a group tour, I didn't feel like I needed protection. The people were friendly and helpful, even to the point of wanting to kick a soccer ball around with me in Amman. Plus, I know a couple of ladies who have lived in Jordan as a single woman. Yes, anything can happen anywhere. And the word safe is relative. You should always practice the same common safety precautions in a foreign country that you do at home. Don't walk down dark streets and alleys by yourself. Don't get drunk with people you don't know, etc., etc., etc. You can't call yourself a queen if you've never ruled. And that means listening to your gut, revisiting your childhood, and reviewing your travel dreams. Travel is such an important part of growth and maturity, and a solo trip should be part of that maturity. Take the time to learn about yourself and why you like or dislike certain things. If you're a meat and potatoes kind of person 
and or afraid to try new foods, don't go to certain countries that don't pander to your basic needs. For example, if you don't like curry, then don't go to curries that use the powder in every dish. Simple. If you're not interested in ancient history, then don't visit ancient sites. If you don't like art, then why be dragged through every art gallery and museum in the area? If your favorite food is paella, like it is mine, then visit Valencia, Spain, where it originated. If you love to shop for bling and gamble 24 seven, then get yourself to Vegas or Macau in China. If you don't want to leave the country, then find something to see and do in the other 49 states or even your own if you haven't investigated everything that there is. If you like to stay up late and get up around noon on vacation, then don't book a group tour because most often the tour day starts early and you'll be grumpy and complaining all day. Seriously, don't go blindly on vacation with friends just because they are your friends. If you do, then be truthful that you'll want your own agenda or some time to be by yourself. You might not like the same things as they do. And some people act differently when they travel. I don't know why, but I know for a fact that some friendships ended on a really ugly note while on vacation. Besides that, there's nothing like wasting your money and time on a vacation that wasn't satisfactory to you. It's time to go out on your own and do your own thing. Be the queen that has control over her own destiny and destinations. Thanks for tuning in. In the next episode, I'll talk about my solo travels and slow travels to Mexico. Please subscribe to the Slow Traveling Soul Sister podcast. Leave me a review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Thank you. Peace. The Slow Traveling Soul Sister Podcast is sponsored and hosted by Selfish Me Travel.